Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I can't tell you how excited I am to bring you today's feature guest, Dr. Joe Court. Dr. Court, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. For any of you who may not be familiar with Dr. Court's work, let me give you a little bit of a background. He is a leading expert on sex and relationships. He specializes in out-of-control sexual behaviors, sex addiction, addiction, relationship problems, and marital conflict, as well as sex therapy, sex identity concerns, depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. He's authored four books, his latest of which is, Is My Husband Gay, Straight, or Bi? A Guide for Women Concerned About Their Men. Dr. Court, do us a favor. T- take a minute, just let us know if we missed anything in that intro, and then give us a glimpse into how you got started doing the work that you do. Okay, sure. The only thing is I've written um, a couple other books for um, gay men and uh, just coming out and then being in relationships for themselves. Nice. So, um, yeah. And um, how, yeah, and how I got into this, is that what you asked? Yes. So I was a, um, a teenager and I was, uh, it was the 70s and I knew that I was gay, but I didn't have a word for it. I didn't have a place to talk about it. And um, I was moving into a depression and becoming more isolated. And my mother um, noticed and put me into therapy. And uh, the therapy was so helpful to me in, in so many ways. I really believe it saved my life on so many levels that I realized that's what I wanted to do while I sat with this uh, almost like a father figure therapist to me. Um, when I was done, I remember thinking that's what I want to do. And that's what I went to school for. Nice. Excellent. Well, I'm wondering what, where we like to start on the show is kind of getting an idea of, of, like for me personally, I think it's helpful to have kind of a guiding principle or a quote or a mantra, kind of a touchstone that you can, you know, connect with whenever you feel like you're getting off track in your partnerships and your relationship. And I'm wondering, what do you use for that? And, and how could our listeners apply this in their partnerships? Good question. Wow, it's a really good question. I mean, I have a quote that I use and I, I try to live by it. With, I, I say, with the small boy you once were, look up to the man you've become. Mm. I think about that a lot, and I think about that in my relationship. Would this be the kind of man I'd want to look up to uh, if I were a kid and watching in relationship and being in relationship? And um, that, that helps me. That's one of my guiding principles. That's a great one. I really like that. Yeah, I, I love the way it's, you know, really looking at who you've become. Like, where are you now? And let that right, be your because, reference point. Yeah, in my field, really, too, we're always thinking about, can you see your inner child? Can you experience your inner child? But really, it's also, can your inner child experience you as an adult? And they're watching you. It's just like any adult. And do they feel good about the relationships that you're in and the, and the work you're doing? Yeah, that's I, I've never heard that perspective of, can your inner child relate to you? That's really, really great. 
Well, one of the things we like to do on the show, Joe, is is our listeners love the stories that our guests share. And what I'd like to ask you to do is share a story with us of a time that, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And give us the story of, you know, what were you doing? What did you trip on? And what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? That's a good question. Lots of trip ups, you know, 24 years ago, <laughs> my husband and um, in the beginning, probably more trip ups. And really, they were more that I, let me think about that, just maybe not containing myself. I, I'm, I'm Jewish. I come from a very uh, outspoken Jewish family and uh, we're pretty bold and, and say what's on our mind. And uh, my husband wasn't like that. He comes from more of a, he would self identify, you know, Catholic, but more of a, um, a low key family, keeping things in. And so I, would find myself, um, I call it turtle and hailstorm. That's really what I would call it. <laughs> I would call hailstorm and he was more of a turtle. And the more he turtled and went in his shell when we would have conflict, the more I would hailstorm on him. And of course that would make him go into his turtle. So um, I had to learn that um, not, I, not to yell so much and not to uh, be such a, a force. But I, he had to also learn to not always be in his shell because it was problematic for us. I couldn't, we couldn't connect. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I love that that analogy, turtle in a hailstorm. Because uh, and here's why that that makes me laugh so much. So it, it makes me think back to my freshman year in high school. Uh, we were on football practice, and you know, a helmet's kind of like a turtle shell, right? Mm -hmm. And a hailstorm came up, and you can't believe how loud a hailstorm is inside of a helmet. So wow. I can just imagine that analogy, right? So he goes into his shell; it makes it even louder when he goes in there. That makes sense. Yeah, that's really amazing. And I want to ask you about something, Joe, because you said, you know, you had to manage like not being so loud and yelling so much and so on. How did you find balance so you didn't feel like you were not being you? I know. So that's um, was hard. I had to, um, so I realized that he didn't want me to hail so much. And, and that's a great, I appreciate that imagery you gave me because it probably was what it was like for him. Yeah. But you know, I always say that when you're a turtle, cause turtle, turtles always feel better. They're not, they're not hailing, they're not yelling, but turtles can become snapping turtles too, you know? And so that hurt just as much as my hail for him. So I, I, I remember, uh, so I would fight. So our fight, our first fights were, you know, we're two gay men. That's gonna sound like a, a really gay metaphor, uh, stereotype. <laughs> But um, we fought about the furniture and the furnishings, and um, it was a stupid fight and had really nothing to do about the furniture. It had everything to do with what it was representing. Yeah, but yeah. I moved into his house. He had already furnished it, and I didn't like it, and we fought a lot about that. And I ended up living with it because he had spent a lot of money on it. But um, what, But I felt like, which to answer your question, I, I had to learn how to talk with him and, and not be so aggressive. But I remember saying to him, but I'm not I'm not going to stop. I, like he probably would like me to talk to him like this. And we would and no, and no matter how angry I am, I'd be like this. That's just not me. That's not how I talk. So the, the best I'm, he's going to get and he knows this now is I'm going to talk like this when I'm upset with you. Now, that's even too harsh for him. But mm -hmm. that's as good as I can do when I'm upset. That's how I get. Yeah. Yeah. And have you found, you know, that you guys have, I mean, obviously you've been together for years now, you found some middle of ground and I'm sure there's still times when you slip off that path and have to 
redirect, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yes. And he's had to learn to, you know, be more uh, assertive with me mm-hmm. and speak up more. But yeah, we've we've learned to do it, and it's not been easy. It took us years. I think it probably took us over 10 years to really um, make it better and get it, make it easier to, to have that conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you, you mentioned that, too, because this is just so powerful because, we, you know, there's the fairy tale, right? Oh, everything's just perfect and it's just clicks and everything works. And it's like, no, true partnership is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of ongoing work. And I feel really proud of myself. I have to be honest because I come from such a bad family. I really, really, I remember once a therapist said to me, you don't have a dysfunctional family. Stop saying dysfunctional, Joe. She said, you have a disturbed family. And it's true. I have a really, really bad family. So I never believed, even though I'm a therapist, that I would ever find, be able to be in a, a long-term relationship. And, and then when I got into it, it was so difficult and so hard and so unexpectedly hard that I, I didn't think it would last this long. But I've worked really hard, and so has he. But I probably drive the work more since I'm a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. to really uh, – because I love him. I've never loved another person ever. This is the one and only guy I've ever had my heart for. Wow. And it just was very important to me. I mean, we, it's not like there's not been times where he looked at me and said – I remember him once. He looked at me and said – I can't live with this kind of anger. If you don't stop, I'm, I'm going to leave you. And that was one p- part of our relationship. Another part was something he did that I couldn't live with. And I said, if you don't stop doing this, this was many years later, I'm going to leave you. And so we had those moments, but we worked hard to, to not have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's great. So let me ask you a, a story of a different type and it's it's a subtle difference but i i feel, find it's very distinctive and that is i'm wondering if you'd share a story with us of a time when you had what i call one of those duh moments where all of a sudden it's crystal clear you're just going wow i cannot believe i've been such a knucklehead how did i miss this yeah and after that wake up moment you realize oh my god this is a building block for our future yeah that's a great question and i'm crystal clear on what that is so um I had no idea. I don't. Well, I didn't really know what it was. I got clearer as as time went on, and I learned about it in my practice. It was the day I realized that um, my husband has Asperger's, and it's high functioning Asperger's, and he's very open about me talking about it. I had seen this movie called Adam. It was an adult male with Asperger's, and and it's a great movie if you ever want to learn about that. And then the Big Bang Theory came out, and they don't say Sheldon on there has Asperger's, but he absolutely does. And I watched that with Mike and watched that movie and read about it, and I realized that all the so many, probably 50% of our fights were because I have a, what we call a neurotypical brain, so I think like most people, and he doesn't. He has an Asperger's brain. It's a different way of thinking. And um, once I realized how hard he tries to be in relationship with me, given that he has Asperger's. Because, you know, Asperger's people, they have a very hard time in relationship. They don't pick up subtle cues. They they feel real deeply, but they don't show it. Their connection is from afar. These things I fell in love with about him, but they also were huge sources of irritation during the years, too. They were both. But once I realized that there's a name for this and, and, that, and that he is working within that paradigm, I was able to totally calm down. This was like 17 years into our relationship and we've been 24 years. So that was seven years ago. And it's been a very different marriage since then. Better, way better. Wow. That's, that is great. Yeah. I mean, obviously that had to 
all of a sudden the the, the sky's cleared, right? And it was like, oh, this explains so much. And it was able, I was able to accept many yeah. of the things that I wanted him to change because I realized he can't change them. Just like he couldn't change me in my in how much emotionality I have, all my emotionality. He'd probably give me an emotional lot lectomy, you know, like wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm not going to change his Asperger's way of being and thinking that doesn't change. You learn to to work with. And, you know, I, I wish I, I could say it in a way that could help every couple. Like if you could diagnose your partner today <laughs> and say this is what they have, you would like not you wouldn't be so angry anymore. You, the power struggle diminishes. Yeah, it takes the blame away. Yes. And the, and the pathology and the um, judgment away. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And that, that's I'm just sitting here going, wow, what a difference that would make when you're like thinking, you know, they're doing this. They're actively creating this as opposed to it's not it's beyond their control. Right. So I didn't feel like he was doing this to me. It wasn't so personal. That's yeah, what happened. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. That's a great one. Well, let's turn this around a little bit, Joe. Let's let's instead of talking about things from the past, I'd want to talk about like what's well, let's talk about what I would call a proud partnership moment. So could be anything, romantic, family, career, you name it. Sometime when you think back on this this time where you were in partnership with someone or something and, and you can't help but smile, it was just like, this was so cool. I think just being two men and getting married before gay marriage was even um, talked about or, you know, um, on the on the online to be a, a legal situation, that he was equally as invested in having uh, a, a legal kinship with me and be out and proud of our relationship together. I, I'd say it was the day that we had a full uh, wedding and had our mothers there and our sis sisters there and our families and friends and um, were not apologetic. And, and during that time, we were set to, we had an engagement announcement and I'm Jewish, as I said. Mm -hmm. So, and I wrote for the Detroit Jewish News. And um, so I sent my, uh, we would have been the first male couple to have an engagement announcement. And um, they sent it all back and said, we're not ready. And it was very, very, very upsetting, very hard on me at the time. Wow. And went to the Detroit News, which was a free press here. It's a bigger paper than Detroit News. And they did a whole story. And I, I really, my intention was to put the Jewish News in shame for not being willing to uh, allow this. Because we were being married by a rabbi. We were no different than any other couple, but it wasn't legal. And that was proud. I felt really proud with him together that we did that. Yeah, that's that's so great, and uh, I love that you share that part about the the announcement, right? Because it's like I think sometimes you know hetero world forgets like what a huge step that was, and that there were I mean like to to for a paper to actually say we're not ready, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with it, we're not against it, but we're not ready to put that out to our readers, yeah. That it even exists. Right. I mean, couples usually don't have to deal with that. They just print it and it's like a nothing day for them. You know, yeah. I mean, it's something day for them as a couple. But you I and I don't know why I just didn't expect it. Probably because I wrote for the paper and I thought and to me, this was norm normal. Yeah. And um, it wasn't for them. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a big one. That's so cool. What a great story. So what do you think it was? This is more my own personal curiosity that that had you to you and might be so so committed to having taking that step when it wasn't the norm it wasn't legal and yet you guys are like no we, we want to do this 
I think it was, well, I know for me, I always remember even in my 20s when my sister dated boys and I, I, I and I would date boys, I remember thinking I'm not going to be any different than her. She brings a boy home, I'm going to bring a boy home. If they're coming to dinner, I'm going to have one come to dinner if I'm dating someone. Mm-hmm. And Mike mm-hmm. had the exact same way of thinking. That's partly why I was attracted to him, that we wanted um, what everyone else had. We weren't willing to be shut out like that. And um, I just think we both, and then we got to, as we got together, we just both felt really strongly, I know we probably sound like activists, but it really wasn't like a political statement. It was more like a, a humanistic statement. Like I'm not gonna be sub- subordinate to mm-hmm. what everyone else has in life. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I like that distinction you just made that it's it's not like you're an activist. It's a, you're just being human and going, well, I'm no different than anyone else. So let's have the same human experience that everybody else is having in this culture. Yes. Which is which is totally 100 percent, you know, makes logical sense. But we just don't think about it. We don't think about it in those terms. Right. So I know we've talked about some past experiences. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what's a current partnership experience that you're in that that is just like, wow, this is awesome. I am so excited about what's going on right now in my life. Um, I've, I'll tell you one thing I'm excited about, and I know he would say the same, is that we get along so well and that the fights that we had are fewer and far between. It's not like we don't fight. I mean, we did just have a big conflict the other day. I'm not going to lie. and But we get to the other side of it. It's not like uh, it used to be where um, we wouldn't get to the other side. It would just get, we'd get past the argument. We wouldn't resolve it. I feel like now we resolve it. We're, uh, we listen to each other. Um... And there's more of a, a, a understanding of how different we are without judging each other. I really feel like we have that, but it took a lot of time and work to get to, get to it. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Mm. And I, I want you to expand on something you said that, I don't know if everybody heard it, but it really hit hard for me was where you said, you used to get past arguments, you didn't resolve them. Yeah, I used to hate it. And I would say it too, and we just never did, where, where we would be so tired from the fight that we would stop, uh, but it would not resolve. And then that would be it, and we'd never come back to it. And, and then the next fight would have res- residue from the past fight into that fight. And so, and that's what most couples have, and we had that for a long time. And now we re- we recognize we have to resolve this. What is this really about? What's, what is your need here? What is my need here? How are we going to get them met or not? And how are we going to tolerate the differences? And I swear I, that Mike and I have been able to do that better and better and better over the years. Yeah, that I really glad you expanded on that because I think you're right. So many people, it is exhausting and you get wiped out by having the, the argument. And then you're just like, OK, we're just done talking about this right now. And we act like it's resolved. Yes. But it's not. It just went like we just both got tired of it. <laughs> yes, right. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a huge difference, and and that was the other piece that you said there. With, you know, there is residue that carries on to the next one, and next thing you know, half your argument isn't even about the current argument because it's just residue from past arguments. Right, and then you know stuff that is is about you as a person, and and you're bringing into the relationship, and um, you know, one of the things I thought I would never be able to do is be in relationship with someone who who wasn't really Mike's not really done a lot of therapy. He's not done a lot of introspection like I have. It doesn't mean he's not introspective, but he's different. It's a different. It's just different. And I always wanted somebody that 
Uh, I always thought I wanted somebody more like me who would dig in. I, I, I would say I, I know this is I don't mean to I'm not don't mean this as anti-woman, but you know women are so introspective that they can go into levels that you you can't even understand where they went anymore. They just keep going deep and deep. I'm the same way. I can do that very easily. But what I love about Mike is because he's not like that, he stops me. And I used to hate it. And now I love it because I go, it could go too deep. It can go into too many places that aren't even about our argument. So it's kind of nice being pulled out of that. Yeah, no, and, and I, I really appreciate that you just said, you know, you had this idea that you, you really thought you'd have to be with somebody who was that. Right. That they were really introspective and they did all this work on themselves. And I hear that all the time with the women I work with. Of, well, I'm doing all this work. I need him to have done that, too. But where did that come from? Why, right. You know, why do we think they have to go to those kind of workshops I go to or whatever? It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're just naturally on their path the way they need to go. They don't need that extra support system. Right. Right. And and that really is what I work with straight couples that have to deal with that all the time. And I'm we're like a straight couple in that way. And a lot of couples are. There's one that wants to go deeper and one mm -hmm. what, that demands that you be like you think like me and you problem solve like me. And uh, I get, had to say uncle at some point and recognize, first of all, he's not going to do that. He's not like me. And secondly, maybe it is nicer. It, it is a little nicer to not to not dig so deeply in places you don't have to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Thank you. Well, Joe, we've, we've actually arrived at a part of the show. I call it the bring it all home portion. And this is where we're going to step away from stories. And I'm going to ask you to give some simple concrete guidance for our listeners that they can take with them and apply right now. And where I want to start is I'm wondering what would you say is like the best uh, partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? Do unto your partner as they want to be done unto them rather than the golden rule, which is do unto others as you want to be done unto you. Mm -hmm. Platinum rule, do unto them as they want to be done unto. Yeah, no, I like that. It's my favorite. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny because you just made me remember the first time I ever went to a birthday party with one of my friends from school. I remember asking my mom, like, well, I'm, what I mean, I don't know what gift to give him. I, I mean, yeah, I'm friends at school. I don't know anything about him as far as like, what do I get him as a gift? And she goes, well, get him what you would want. And I thought, what? <laughs> why, why would that work? And it's really the golden rule, right? Doing others as you like and doing to you. I'm like, but that doesn't mean he wants what I want. That doesn't make any sense. So no. what you just described is the same thing in a partnership, right? It's like, well, wait a minute. That's just that's not paying attention to what they need. No, just, and, and that doesn't work in a relationship. You have to treat your partner the way they want to be treated. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Well, what would you say is the, like, I would call it like your favorite or the, the book or resource you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one? Um, so there's a book called Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples, mm -hmm. and it's by Harville Hendricks. And I highly recommend it only because it's a it's a people. So that's why I was drawn to it as a people oriented model. It's not about men and women in relationships. It's about people in relationship with each other in, in uh, romantic relationships. And it takes all the negatives that you think are negative in your relationship and turns them into a positive and says, if you're having conflict, that's growth trying to happen. 
if you're uh, if you marry somebody that's like your uh, parent, that's supposed to happen. That if you are having um, you know uh, the end of a romantic period and, and beginning of a power struggle, that's also supposed to happen. And then he gives you all these tools about how to get through all that without seeing it as the end of a relationship. Nice. Yeah, I think we could all use some help with that. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, Joe, where, where I would like to kind of wrap our, our time up together is, is to have you leave our listeners with an example of what I call the payoff of partnership. So what's an example of something that, you know, you were able to do or create or experience that wouldn't have happened on your own? It was solely the result of being in partnership. Oh, my God, that's such a good and deep question. <laughs> I mean, I totally know that who I am at 54 was not who I is not who I am at 30, and that's largely because of being with Mike mm -hmm. and, and all the the pushback he's given to me that I've had been forced to have to look at it myself. But um, ask the question again. It's so. What's an example of something you were able to do or create or experience that was solely the result of being in partnership? It would not have happened on your own. God, I don't know. God, that's a great question. I'm going to say how that he really taught me how to be flexible and taught me, let me think about this. I guess that he just really taught me about how much I, I can be relational. I guess I didn't realize how much I was able to tolerate a relationship because I come from such a, a non-relational family. And so just being able to have somebody stick it out with me and me and show me that I can stick it out with him and not, you know, when things get hard, just end up leaving and staying with it and staying with it. Um, I'm not, I don't know that, I don't know that I could have done that with just about anybody. I think because Mike, is who he is and the Asperger's and the the um, ability to um, stay calm when I'm not uh, allowed me to ride a lot of storms. I think if another partner, if I'd been with someone else who was just as stormy as me, I would have left. And he taught me that it was safe to stay. That's probably what it is. Wow, that's great. That's great. Thank you. Well, I, this I don't know about you, but I've had a blast. This has been great. I love what you've been sharing with us. And I want to make sure that our listeners can contact you and learn more about what you do. How would they do that, Joe? Oh, thank you. They And I love this interview. You're really good questions. Thank you. Um, so they can contact me at my email. It's joecourt, J-O-E-K-O-R-T, at joecourt.com. Uh, or they could go to my website at joecourt.com. Perfect. Excellent. Well, again, I've loved your stories, your insights, and everything you've shared with us. It's been amazing. I've learned a ton from this. I know our listeners have, too. Thank you again, Joe, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Excellent. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, 
Even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.